0: John chapter 10 gives a familiar statement by Christ describing himself as the good shepherd. And to the Christian, this passage of scripture gives a warm feeling of security in knowing that we have a shepherd that will protect us against all dangers, even unto death. There isn't anything that we, as sheep, can do to make this shepherd turn his wrath against us. We're sheep of his fold. But to those under the spiritual bondage of the religious following of William Branham, this is one of the most difficult passages of Scripture to understand. Portions of the Scripture must be pointed to Christ, but other portions must be pointed to William Branham. And some must be twisted to create a fictional union between the two. When you read this chapter fully in context, you quickly ask yourself the question, does this passage of Scripture align with the foundation of the message? Jesus starts by telling the Jews that there is no other way to enter His sheepfold than through Him. And He tells the Jews that everyone who came before Him was nothing more than a thief and a robber. His fold is Christianity. And one cannot become a Christian through any man, only through Christ. This passage says that Christ, also being the gatekeeper, is calling his sheep, and he that goes bef- and he goes before them, so that his sheep may follow him, not any other voice. The sheep of his fold, Christians, will not follow any other man. Pastors, as shepherds, are to model their lives after Christ, the Good Shepherd. Not, not that they're to become the door to their own sheep field. Christ is the door. But they are to care for the sheep that Christ has called into the pastures that Christ has appointed for them. The most important part of this passage points directly to the gospel of Jesus Christ, Verses 16-18 through 18 says, Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so that there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This charge have I received from my Father. That's John chapter 10, verses 16 through 18. Jesus did not say that other shepherds would rise for other flocks of sheep. There is one flock one shepherd and he is a shepherd that loves his flock enough to lay his life down to save even one of them. He is not a shepherd of wrath that would smite a wife and a daughter for listening to a mother-in-law as the message will tell you. He isn't a shepherd with an attitude that will abandon you if you grieve the Spirit, as you will find in the recorded sermons of William Branham. But William Branham is dead and gone. Now we have new shepherds watching over the fold. Which shepherd are they pointing the sheep to? Are they willing to lay their lives down for one who starts to question, for one sheep? the same passage of Scripture says this he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them he flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep that's John chapter 10 verses 12 through 13 If you are in the religious following of William Branham, ask yourself this question. Would your shepherd try to lead you back into the fold? If you take notice of the conflicts and the deception that you will find in Branham's recorded ministry, when you notice others leave the, the message to serve Christ, do these shepherds try to lead them back? Or do they cut them off from the fold and say the wolves got them. Do the pastors and the religious following model their shepherding after Christ? Or do they model it after William Branham?